scripture passage today is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 31 through chapter 13, verse 13. And our sermon title today is Love Does Not Envy or Boast. This is the Lord's Word. But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy god or a clanging symbol. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have of all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide in these three. These three. But the greatest of these is love. May the Lord bless us in the reading of this word. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good to see all you guys here today. Um, as we continue our series in 1 Corinthians, especially as we sort of narrow down here in 1 Corinthians 13, as we look at how scripture describes what love is. I pray and hope that all of you will be able to sort of really look at your heart and then look at the heart of God and to see how your heart needs to change in such a way that the love that Christ has shown you will be the same love that you show to others. That we would allow God to define what it means to treat others with love instead of letting the world or even our own desires and our own hearts and our own sort of weaknesses define what love is. Love should be difficult. Love should not be easy. Love is about dying to self, not sort of trying to find that missing piece that makes you whole. Love is about knowing that God himself has lost a part of himself in order to gain more of himself by enabling you to love him as well. The Lord God calls us not to figure out new methods to try to appease people or to bring about good relationships. But God has called us to sacrifice, to die, in order that His love may be shown through us. And that's my prayer for all of us as we continue 
that when we show love for one another, that you'd be surprised by the love that you show because it's not from you. That the person receiving that love from you would be surprised because they'd be like, that's not normally what you do. And that the church and the world would say, these people love in a way that I do not understand. But that's what it means to be a church. That's what it means to show love. That we do things in such a radical way that the world is curious, we hope and pray. To see who it is the Savior is that we worship. Today we go on to this next little phrase in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In, verses, in verse 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. We go on to, Love does not envy or boast. Love does not envy or boast. We get into a section here where Paul starts to tell us not what love is, but what love is not. To sort of make a, a, a to contrast for ourselves to see that there is a part of us that does envy, that does boast. That there's parts of us that we, we have to realize that are contrary to what God wants us to do and to act. And these two things he puts together, Paul, of envying and boasting, because they come from the same source. The same bad root in us that bears this bad fruit of envy and boasting. And that is not being content in what the Lord has given us. To love other people means to be content with what God has given you. If we're not content with what God has given us, then we look at people around us and we simply measure ourselves to them according to what we have and what they don't have, or what we don't have and what they have. And instead of seeing them as an as a image bearer of God who needs the love of the Lord to grow in their faith, we see them as competitors in this world. And then we ourselves, the words that we say, the words that we express, things that we ask about. Are no longer about the spiritual things of life. But we ask in order to compare to see if they have more or they have less than us. Love does not envy. Love does not boast, but to show love to one another, we must be content in what we have. Now there are several things here I want to unpack. The first is to realize that, again, the, the context of this is within the, within the church itself. And I'm not sure if our church has this issue or have this problem. Because what Paul is addressing is that in the church itself, people are, are becoming envious of the different gifts that have been given to the body of Christ. 
There are some who are able to prophesy, and people are going, man, I want to prophesy. There are some who are, you know, good at, 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 at prayer. And they're, man, I want to be good at prayer. And there are gifts that God has given to the church, and everyone's looking around going, I want that gift, God, not this gift. I want this position in the church. I don't want to be a nobody. And the envy in the church of God is sort of tearing them apart. Because instead of loving people, people are jockeying for positions of where can I serve this, of, of, of wanting to serve God according to their desires. And people are envious of one another. I don't know if this happens here in this church or not. I, I'm not sure yet. From what I can see at our church, people would rather not, people are too scared to do things. But there will always be a part of us. And there will always be things that happen in our church where people say, I can't believe that person got this position. I can't believe that person is doing that. I'm better. I can do a better job. But the Lord himself is the one who gives the gifts. And we must, must not be envious of one another. Of whatever the Lord apportions out to any of us. That's why again, the Lord says here, let me show you a better way. Don't think about what gifts I should get, what gifts I should have. And look for a church that fits these gifts for me. Instead, the more excellent way is what? To love the church. To love God's people. To put yourself in situations where you can express that love with your words and actions. Instead of waiting to see where you fit, you dive into the mess that is the body of Christ as you see God's grace work in there. And you simply say, let me love people, let me serve people, let me help people, let me walk with people. But when you're envious, you can't do that, can you? Now the bigger context of this, of course, is not only within the church of God, but envy comes in, in different ways as well. And in our situation as a young church here, we, we see that people will go through life stages relatively quickly. There will be people here in this room who go to college, go to, go to I don't know, some grad school, find a job, all of a sudden they get married, they have two kids and they're like 26 years old, and like, whoa. And there will be others of us who are be like already in their mid-30s and still trying to figure out what life is. And there's a temptation for us. God, even though I'm happy with being a believer, the providential gift that you've given is not fair. Why is it that this person gets to be over here and I'm here? Why is it that this person has what I desire and I'm still here? And envy creeps in. 
creeps in to the body of Christ. And your relationship with that person becomes tenuous at best. Because every time you're around someone who has something that you want, your heart gets bitter, sad, envious. And your heart is exposed for the dull idols that dwell within. So what happens? You segment the population of our church as those that we cannot love. And the body of Christ and its unity starts to fall apart. Now this goes with, with anything and everything the Lord's apportioned to us providentially. There'll be those who materially have more than us. There will be people who just have, for some reason, just more opportunities than us and, and jobs. There are people for who, for some reason, they, they get married really quickly. We want to get married. Who have children. We, we won't have children yet. And envy starts to percolate. And when you're in their midst, it's hard for you to love. Because all you see is what you don't have. Love does not envy. Love is content with what the Lord has given and apportioned to each one of us. On the opposite side of that, that coin, it's not envy, of course, but it's, it's boasting. If your contentment is not in Jesus, but your contentment is being ahead of everyone. And if you have a person who envies someone who's married with kids, you have someone who loves to boast about being married with kids, and you bring them together, what are you going to have? An explosion. You see, Love does not look around this church. And says to oneself, I'm glad that I'm more successful than successful than them. I'm glad that I have more resources than them. I'm glad that I was born into this type of family. I am glad and I boast I'm better looking. Love always humbles them. <clears throat> to look at your, the gifts that God has given you and to know that they were not earned by you in any way, but given to you by the Lord. You were born where you were born by God's wisdom. You were given the gifts and abilities by God and His wisdom. You were given the opportunities by God and His wisdom. <clears throat> and there is no pride or pride in thinking that we did this on our own. Love allows us 
be content in God and God alone. Our boast and our identity cannot look simply inward at ourselves and what we have and what we don't have. It cannot look at yourself and say, my name is Yahweh, and let me see, this is who I am, this is what I have, this is what I don't have. And to define myself simply by that list that I put up. And then to measure myself with other people. It's sort of like a video game, say I have plus five strength, plus five lux, plus ten power, this has minus. We, we don't do that. But we all come to the cross together, and at that cross, at the feet of Jesus, we see that we are all the same before the Lord. We have all sinned and fallen short of His glory, but by His grace and His mercy, He has called us children of the living God. That all of us wrestle with sin, that all of us wrestle with how to please and serve the Lord. And that all of us are called to not simply receive the love of God and to hide it away, but to give that love to one another. The people of, of God do not wait for a certain stage of life to love. The people of God do not wait until they have gained certain rights and privileges or a certain amount of wealth or a certain stage in their life to love. The people of God do not wait to certain circumstances pass to love. The people of God sit at the foot of Christ and understand that the love they have given, the love that they have been given, supersedes whatever the Lord has given to you. Don't you think it's amazing when a little child comes up to you and gives you a little cookie and you know that it's their favorite cookies but for some reason they take a liking to you and give you that cookie and you see their heart. I hope you don't look at the cookie and say, that's a cookie, think it's bad, if this were better than this. <laughs> but you see the heart of the child, and you say thank you for that cookie. Sometimes we think that we don't have enough to give to one another, anything to offer to one another but we think too much in worldly terms. Because we envy. We want to boast in our giving. But the true fruit of a believer that comes out who has been at the cross understands that it's not simply material things or being able to give out of power or being able to give out of resources that makes you blessed. It's being able to give out of God's love and power, that same love and power to others that blesses other people.
And so for us as, as God's people, it's incumbent upon us as individuals first to learn how to love in such a way that, does, that has contentment in what we are, of what we have, but to give according to the heart that God has given for the other people. There will be some of you who, who, who know, who, who have plenty, and, and you will give generously. Praise God. There are those of you who don't have as much, and you still give generously. Praise God. Whether we go out to QT and get an ice cream cone together and have fellowship, or we go to uh, 10 Star Michelin Goodyear place and get a fancy meal, it, it doesn't matter. But it's the heart of God's people that matters. If, if we have little and we give what we can, we as God's people have to receive that with, with joy. Whatever it is that God gives, that person gives. And if someone has plenty and, and, and gives to us, we receive it with joy as well. But there's no boasting on that person who has much when they give. And there's no envy when someone can only give a little in comparison to what the world says is a lot. But God's people simply rejoices in the heart of God's people who give for the sake of the unity and growth of the church. You see, when we love one another, we are both able to give freely and to receive freely. We are able to give in such a way that's sacrificial and to receive in such a way that we know that someone has sacrificed for us. And we rejoice in whatever. gives to this church. For it's not about the things that we have or the things that we don't have, whether they're spiritual gifts or what are these providential gifts that God has given us. What simply matters is that at the foot of the cross that our giving and our loving with one another it's not about me. It's about the other. Lastly, let us remember that no matter what we give to one another, you can never give enough out of your providential blessings that will actually make a difference compared to what God has given us in the death and resurrection of None of you can outdo that gift. None of you. God has given His Son to you in your place that He may give you eternal life. God did that so that He resurrected from the dead 
But when the Spirit came upon you, and you confessed the name of Jesus, and you received that gift from Him, you started to realize that you are rich and wealthy, not only spiritually, but also providentially, in all areas of your life. And that's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. But who in him who has pride, have pride in the Lord. But him who is satisfied, have satisfaction in the Lord. There's nothing to be envious about of people providentially who have more or less. There's nothing to really envy about, about people who may have better, have different spiritual gifts than you. When in the end you know that your salvation and your life is hidden with Christ, your boast and your boast alone is in knowing Christ Jesus. And when we do so, our hearts are open to see image bearers of God, brothers and sisters, all given different paths to walk, but somehow we're all tied together in this path as well. And instead of measuring who is who and, and who's, who gets what role and who's apportioned what, we simply walk together and say, whatever God has given you, whatever God has given me, all for his Let me love you. And please love me. And together let's boast in the Lord what He's done for us. So, brothers and sisters, if you're going to spend all your time figuring out what you have and what you don't have, if you're going to spend all your time trying to figure out who is that role model in this church or that role model in, in this world and say, that's the type of life that I want to live. If you grew up in a, in a Korean church, you know that if your parents are believers, they, will, they would have said to you, listen, I want you to marry a Korean boy who's a doctor and will be a missionary. That's, that's what I want. That's, that's, that's the thing. I want them to be a Christian. I want them to be successful. I want them to have a name. Stop You will never be satisfied with the Lord. And neither will you be able to love anyone else. Instead, wherever you are right now, be thankful. Wherever you are right now, don't wait till you've arrived somewhere else to love. Love today. Love God's people today. Let us boast that Jesus Christ has come. Let us boast that he will come again. And let us boast that when he returns, all of us who know Jesus will wear the crown forever. That's right. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us. And we 
ask of you, Lord God, to help us not be people, Lord. Lord, we confess to you, Lord, that we are people who are envious, and we are people who, who boast, Lord God, that and we show it in subtle ways and sometimes not so subtle ways, Lord God. We say things to ourselves like, well, I'm so glad that I'm not in that situation. Or, or, or we take almost too much pity on someone without showing love and compassion. Whatever it is, Lord God, forgive us, Lord God, for we, do have, we have failed in loving other people in this way. Instead, Lord, help us to Lord, come to the cross and to see, Lord, that we've been loved immensely by you, Lord Jesus, that whatever we have in this world has not been given to us, but has been given by you. That even the gifts that we have to support the work of this church, Lord, to mature this church, is not given by us, but it's given by you, Lord God. And help us, Lord, to serve and to love in such a way that we are humble before you, that we acknowledge you in all things, Lord God. Father, whatever we have in our hands, whatever we have in our hearts, Lord God, whatever gifts that you've given, Lord, help us, Lord, to use them not for our own selfish purposes, but for one another, Lord God. Father, help us, Lord, to give to all, whether it is to rich or to the poor, or to be people who are different than us or like us, Lord God. And help us to do it in such a way with the heart of Christ, Lord, for all of us, and that is all of us, we need the encouragement and the love of Jesus. In our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.